the Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. It's really just an old Air Force C-47 with a bunch of tin bucket seats. But when you're headed for Tokyo for a little R&R leave and it's 1951 and you're taking a holiday from a very nasty war in Korea, the name they give that flight really fits. They call it the Ginza Express. that afternoon on the Ginza Express when I saw him. He looked right at me, then looked away, never batted an eye. But I know he knew me, just like I knew him. The sergeant stripes and combat ribbons and the G.I. haircut didn't change him. He was still Ricky Tedrow, and he still wanted for murder in Little Rock, Arkansas. I know, see, because I'm the guy who got all the evidence back when I was a private detective. Now, that's Ricky Tedrow, all right, and we're both on the same troop plane going to Tokyo. And I still want to get him. So he's going to want to get me first. You take two people, bitter adversaries, put them in uniform and move them halfway around the world, and you still have adversaries. Tonight, Crisis turns back the clock to 1951 for a tale of hide-and-seek played out in the garish light of Tokyo at night as we bring you Mr. Ray Court and Mr. Terry McManus in Ginza Express. And now, Ginza Express. On June 25th of 1950, I was starting the third year of my one-man detective agency with 17 cases behind me and only one failure. That was the Tedrow case. Ricky Tedrow stole cars for a living, and I tracked him down for a client. But while finding him, I turned up something else. A body. It seems Ricky killed a guy who worked with him and tried to make it look accidental, but he bungled the job. So I hand over all my evidence to the Little Rock police, and they drop the ball. Ricky gets away, but not before he tries a shot at me. The next day, he phones me with just one parting comment. Someday, he promises me, he's going to kill me. June 25th, 1950. I remember that date because of one other thing that happened that day. The commies invade South Korea. Which is how come Brian Stoker, private investigator, becomes Tech Sergeant Brian Stoker, 24th Infantry Division. I was in the reserve, but who thinks about that? Didn't I just finish making the world safe for democracy in World War II? Running the file system in the Provost Marshal's office at Fort Bliss, Texas? Who would recall a promising young private eye and put him in actual combat in Korea? Uncle Sam would, that's who. Which is how I got shipped to Korea and became eligible for the Ginza Express flight. I'd spent several months learning about the Korean mud and the new rules of war. 
The mud is everywhere. And the rules? There aren't any. I'm half nuts, and I need it stateside, but the closest I'm going to get is Japan. So, I'm jammed into the C-47 along with a company of other G.I.s. And then, I see this redhead about six seats in front of me. And I know it can't be Ricky Tedrow, but it is. He must have felt my eyes on him. Because he finally turns around and his gaze locks under mine. And there's a couple of seconds when he just looks. Then he turns around again. A flicker of recognition. But he knows me. Now what do we do? We land at Haneda. The airport is jammed with people, but I keep Tedro in sight while I try to find an MP. They go everywhere by twos, and usually you're stumbling over them. But today, the nearest one is hassling a tipsy PFC clear across the lobby. I struggle through the crowd. I reach him at last, but by now I've almost lost sight of Tedro. Hey, hey, fella, listen, I need help. What's your trouble, Sarge? See that red-headed guy over there? Over where? Uh, there. Who do you mean? Point him out. Ah, uh, he's, uh, no. Oh, there, he just put his, uh, barracks bag down. See him? Yeah, what's with him? He's a killer. What are you talking about? He killed a guy in the States a year ago. Uh, hey, don't just stand there, soldier. I want him arrested. Hey, well, look at His I, name I just... is Tedro, Ricky Tedro. How do you know all this about because him? Because I was the detective who discovered the guy he killed. What's your name? Stoker. Uh, look, he, he's going to get away if you don't uh, get Stoker. right... Stoker? Yeah. Now, now, you hold him, and I'll go talk to your CEO. Where's your headquarters at the airport? Now, listen, Sarge, I ain't taking no murder single-handed. My partner, he's gone to the latrine. Now, listen, just... you don't have to take him. Stop him. Uh, delay him. Ask to see his ID. You can do that to anyone. Well, Where's I... your CEO? Upstairs. See, over there by the clock. Okay, look, you bring Tedro upstairs. I'll fill in your CEO and sign a complaint. But hurry. Well, the, the kid was scared out of his wits, but he took off toward Tedro, and I headed up the stairs. I lost the MP's white helmet in the crowd, and I only hope he still had his eye on Tedro. The MP office upstairs was empty. I, I waited five minutes... Ten minutes. Finally, the MP came up the stairs and he looked a little put out. Man, you really must have been some detective. What's the matter? What do you mean? Well, what did you tell me that guy's name was? Tedro. T-E-D-R. Uh-huh. You see, you had the wrong guy. I couldn't have. He showed me his ID. His name's Helen. And you bought that? Listen, Sarge, the guy had a pass. He had dog tags. He had his name stenciled on his bag. Face it, man, it was somebody who looked like your killer. It was him. All right, uh, Hellinger, I don't suppose you wrote down his serial number or his outfit. You got it right here. I knew you'd want it. So. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, where are you going? I don't care what he's calling himself. He's still murdered a man, and he's threatened to kill someone else. He has? Who? Me. By the time I got back down to the airport lobby, Tedro had gone. I ran out to the waiting zone where the buses stopped, but I couldn't see him there either. But at least I knew the name he was using and his serial number and outfit. That was a start. Tokyo was smoggy, hot, and humid, and bigger than any place I'd ever seen in my life. Somewhere in all this humanity, among all the thousands of G.I.s, was Ricky Tedrow. And I had to find him. But I knew I couldn't do it alone. So I take a cab to the Tokyo Military Police Battalion Headquarters. What do you want us to do? I want you to find this man and arrest him. We could only do that if the Little Rock police sent through a formal request. How long would that take? I haven't any idea. Look, can I speak to the CO? He's gone home. It's uh, 6.30. Well, you could call him. Sergeant, I wouldn't call the boss at home unless MacArthur wanted to talk to him. All right. Will you at least start a rundown on Hellinger's records? Well, 
Yeah, I could do that, I suppose. And then, would you cable Lieutenant Parker in the Little Rock PD and ask him to compare Hellinger's prints with Tedrow's? Well, where is he going to get a copy of Hellinger's prints? You're going to get the Army to furnish him a copy. I am? Who says? A very nervous Sergeant Stoker, who has had just about all the runaround he can take for one day. Now move! Or so help me, soldier, you'll be my replacement in Korea. Now snap it! All right, all right. And one other thing. You live in Tokyo? Yeah? Where would a G.I. go his first night on town on R&R? Are you kidding? The Ginza. Trying to find someone in the Ginza is like trying to locate one ant in an anthill. The street is ablaze with lights and new buildings are going up everywhere. The sidewalks are one continuous glut of people. All you can do is join the procession and shuffle along the endless cafes, bars, cabarets, and nightclubs. I just about made it the whole length of the street. Was thinking about dodging traffic to get to the other side. And all of a sudden, across the street, I see him. He's standing in front of a cabaret, talking to a geisha. I don't wait for the traffic cop to change the signals. I leap right out into the street. to get across the street in the Ginza. They really let you have it with the car horns. And by the time I get to the other curb, the geisha is still there, but Tedro is gone. You! Hey! Where'd he go? The G.I.? Uh, come on, come on. G.I., I don't know. You speak English? English. English, no. I'm sorry. Come on, you were doing plenty of talking with Tedro, now talk! Pardon me, Sergeant. Is something wrong? Huh? I am Inspector Oishi, Tokyo Prefecture Police. May I be of service? Uh, you're a cop? Yes. Uh, listen, I'm a detective. I mean, I, I was a detective in Little Rock. And there's a guy who's wanted for murder, and he's here in the Ginza. I just saw him. And she was talking with him only a minute ago. Now, uh, one moment. This man, he is American? Yeah, soldier. I will ask her. He takes the girl aside and talks to her. I don't understand the thing he's saying, but whatever it is he's saying to her, she's suddenly afraid. Then... He turns around and walks back over to where I'm waiting. She says she did not know this man before. He went inside this cabaret. Okay. Listen, we've got to get him. Uh, you know this joint? I know it. Is there a back door to it? Yes. I will go and guard it if you like. Good. Hey, I really appreciate this. Usually, this would be a matter for your military police. I think they should be called. Yeah, well, good luck. They don't seem to believe me. Anyway, I'll go in. You go around back, okay? Okay. Inside, the place is packed, wall to wall. The smoke is so thick, you can't see more than six feet. I make my way through the crowd, struggling between tiny tables, running into people, straining to see if I can recognize Tedrell. But in that haze, I wouldn't recognize my mother. Finally, I reach the back of the little room, edge through the bar and the kitchen, and find the back door. Hey! Inspector! Inspector! And then I see him. Up against the side of the building, his, his feet in the alley. I rush over to him. But it's too late. Pedro had been in the kitchen, too. It was just an ordinary fish knife he used. I couldn't move. I just stayed there, huddled over the little guy in his long raincoat. And then... 
Suddenly I hear footsteps up the alley and, and I realize I have to get out. got an innocent man stabbed to death, and, and I figure I'm pushing Tedro too far, and, and I know another thing. He's turned the tables now. Before, I was hunting him. Now, he's hunting me. Suddenly, it's like I was back in Little Rock, back last year when I heard Tedro on the phone promising me he'd get me. I'm sweating now. Searching the streets, looking for the red-headed sergeant, only only now I'm I'm not trying to find him. I'm trying to keep him from finding me. I, I don't know where I'm going. The lights paint weird shadows. The noise is giving me a headache. And then, coming out of a bar, Tedrow. He turns toward me. He looks right at me. He smiles. A crooked kind of smile. I stop dead. He's walking up to me. Hey, Sarge. You were the 24th, right? I uh, saw you on the plane. Get away from me, Tedrow. Huh? Get away. Go on. Take off. I'll forget I ever saw you. Hey, man, something wrong hey, with you? You're in enough trouble now. Don't make it worse. Trouble? I think you've got me mixed up with some other guy. Come on, Tedro. Why play games with me? I know it was you the second I saw you on the plane this afternoon. And I know what you've been doing since then. You're out of your mind, Sarge. My name is Helen. It's Tedro. You're Ricky Tedro. You killed Arnie Schaefer in Little Rock a year ago. And then you threatened to kill me. Hey, you get a... You get Let a go, Bang. bad socky? Let go. Come on, man. Let's get off the street. There's a red get, cross. Get your hands off me. Hey, come on. Now, now. I said, let go of me, man. Hey, take it easy. Uh oh. Okay, Tedro, you hold it. They're coming for you. Sure, sure. Over here, MP. Hey, I got him. I got him. Where are they? They weren't after me, Sarge. Why should they be? Because you killed that cop in the alley. What cop? All right. Play it your way. Look, you're a sick man, Tedro. You can run only so far, and then they'll get you. Turn yourself in now. Maybe things will go easier for you. Look, I won't even testify. I won't even let on I know you, okay? You don't know me. Now, I've got a date, so uh, see you around. Hope you get your head straightened out, Sarge. I let him walk away through the crowd. A murderer. A ticking bomb ready to go off again any second, and I'd let him walk away. The Ginza begins to close in on me. The lights are burning my eyes. My heart is pounding up under my chin. Fear, that's what it is. I felt it before in Korea, and I felt it a year ago in my office in Little Rock when Tedro told me he'd kill me, and I feel it again. Worse than ever this time. The faces sweep by me. Nobody looks up. Laughing sailors and Japanese girls trying to look like Marilyn Monroe. A world of noise and strangers. And suddenly, I need a drink worse than I've ever needed one before. There's a bar every 20 feet along the Ginza. And I go into the nearest one. I find a spot at the bar and shoulder my way into it. Then there's a glass in my hand. The fiery liquid burns like molten lava in my throat. Gradually, little by little, the jagged pieces start to form together again. And now I know I'm beaten. Ted Rose won. Seeing him again in the Ginza Express this afternoon, it all started up again. The fear. Why didn't I turn the other way? Why did I start to chase him? Why couldn't I leave it back in the States? There's a fresh drink in my hands. The fire's in my throat again. Not quite so hot this time. There he is. Yeah, that, that's him. Stand up, Sergeant. The uniforms around me. MPs. He's drunk as a skunk. I, I don't think he's all that drunk. On your feet, Sergeant. Hands behind Somebody's grabbing hand. me, frisking me. Then out of the corner of my eye, I see him. Tedro! Sergeant. Okay, he's our boy. What'd you find? 
This the guy? You sure? That's him. What's going on? What are you doing? I wouldn't get rough, Sergeant. Now, let's get out of here. Come on. Can a man have a drink? Cough him. Take those things off of me. What are you doing? Ted Rose, your man. The Black Mariah will be here in you're a second. You're crazy. What are you doing to me? Okay, you want to hold it down, Sarge? You want to tell me what you're doing? I'm taking you in for the killing of a Japanese national. For what? Takamori Ishii, the policeman you stabbed in the alley. No, no. Ted Rose did it. Who? Ted Rose, him. That man there. And there he goes with that stuff again. It's all over, Sergeant. The clerk at the MP headquarters identified you. Sergeant Hallinger identified you. Lying. They're crazy. What did I do? And we've got the weapon. It was in your pocket. What are you talking about? This knife. Knife? It was in your pocket. Someone saw you in the alley bending over the body. But I was... No. You don't understand. Tedro killed him. Tedro killed Arnie Schaefer back in Little Rock. No, Stoker. You killed him. That, that's right. I did like you wanted, Sergeant. I, I got on the priority line to the States this afternoon after you came to headquarters. And I got to talk to Parker in the Little Rock Police Department. He was sure surprised to find out who you really are. You tried to pin Schaefer's murder on Tedro, but the Little Rock Police didn't buy it. They let him get away. Because they didn't have anything on him. But they did on you. So I alerted Tokyo Metropolitan Police and the MP Network, and that's all she wrote. <gasps> My head hurts. It hurts. I'm tired. Well, you're going to have a nice long rest, Tedro. Huh? What did you call me? Tedro. We know you changed your name to Stoker, but it was Tedro when you killed the guy in Little Rock. Oh. You're crazy. You still got to find Tedro. We found him. Okay, Hellinger, you can go. The rest of us, we're taking a trip to the compound. Hey, Sarge. Tedro. Sorry about the way it worked out. At the beginning of our story, I mentioned two adversaries. Enemies who remain enemies even when they meet thousands of miles from home. In this case, the enemies were sharing the same body. Brian Stoker, Ricky Tedrow, the hunter, the hunted, stalking each other in the confused mind of the same man. I'll be back in a minute with the names of tonight's players and a word about next week's crisis. Tonight, Crisis presented Ginza Express, featuring Ray Court, Terry McManus, Steve Hilliard, Lee and Norm Posh, and Terry Rhodes. Sound by Jeff Thompson, engineering by Carney Barton. Crisis is produced at Audio Recording Incorporated. This is your writer-director, Jim French, inviting you to be with us next week for Crisis. Crisis.